0: Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers are hanging a banner for the in-season tournament. How do you feel about that? Next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always free. It's never behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where over 22,000 subscribers are hanging out, talking to uh, each other, talking to us, leaving us questions. And Andy, they're talking about banners. Specifically, a banner for the in-season tournament the Lakers announced on uh, Monday that they will hang one. It will not look exactly the same as um the the banners that go up for their uh full season titles the 17 of those that they've got in the rafters at the crypt um it will look different it, they will add to it every time they win sort of like state championship banners that you saw like in high school and stuff um, but a banner is going up andy and it I, I what was your impression of before we get to your thoughts like both your impression of how lakers fans reacted and like were you surprised at the reaction because i got the impression that people were like this is dumb and we hate it
1: well first of all before we even get to my reaction to the reaction i told you all this was going to happen no,
0: true. you said it was
1: i this is the thing that the league needs to happen if you are going to do this tournament at all And lend it any type of credibility at all, you need to treat it like winning something not just matters, but needs to be commemorated. And if you start looking for workarounds, like I've heard people talk about, you know, you have a trophy that's inside the facility or you hang a banner in the practice facility, things like that, you are relegating that to second class and you are automatically saying, this is not that important. And if you are going to bother doing this from a branding perspective, from a culture building perspective, from the sense of building history for this event, you have to treat it like it deserves and requires commemoration. And the way these things are commemorated is by banners signage whatever you want to call it displays in the building where a team plays which is why i said from the beginning this is obvious
0: it's i think fans are confusing conflating two different things if the lakers were left to their own devices if they could choose the lakers who do not commemorate um you know uh, division titles they do not commemorate conference titles they do not do anything like that in in the rafters they do not have a ring of honor you have to be in the hall of fame to get your jersey retired but if they they were creating the standard for themselves they probably would not raise a banner for this tournament inside the arena Uh, maybe they do it at the facility maybe they do it maybe they do nothing i have no idea they probably would not raise a banner But this, as you are alluding to, Andy, is not a Lakers decision. Adam Silver, as you tweeted out this afternoon, on Monday afternoon, if the Lakers chose not to hang one, Adam Silver would come into the arena at nighttime and hang one himself. No, he ordered the code red. There is no question about this. This is a league mandate. Hang something up. It doesn't have to look like your other banners, but put something up there, and the Lakers are being team players here in the same way that lebron understood the value of this the league and got behind it from the beginning and that was part of i think the team's enthusiasm for it, is lebron recognizing the value of his buy-in this is the league saying yo do basically what andy says because of what andy said and the Lakers saying, yeah, we'll do something. We'll, we, yeah. we got you.
1: Look, I will say this, though, because I've heard other people make the comparison to, you know, they don't hang division titles. They don't hang conference titles. And that is true. I also think that's a bad comparison mm-hmm. because a division title or a conference title is not the end game for a season. So the Lakers have a tradition of only hanging banners for things that are the end game right. for the thing. When you win the in-season tournament, that is the end game of the thing. So you know, I, I, someone reacted to me on Twitter at Can Brothers like, "Oh, so so they're gonna start hanging, you know, division titles." I was like, "Yes, that's what they're gonna start to do. They're also gonna start hanging a banner every time they win a game. Yep. They're just gonna hang a different banner up there, and it's gonna be like a like a tapestry store inside Crypt." And like, sorry, that's a stupid comparison. It just, a lot of people make it, and it's dumb because you're missing the obvious point there's an end game and there's not an end game so again if you are going to do this tournament at all and by the way there is no team in the league including boston because half of their championships came before the league was integrated and like every family had a television to watch them and stuff like that right
0: there's no league, team the, the league, league was in, in in quite literally in black and white. <laughs> when way the, more when the Celtics way were way more winning. white though. Way right. more when, white. when the Celtics it, were it, winning. It was in
1: more white time. and black right. <laughs> at the time. But there is no team in the league that gives the in-season tournament more legitimacy by hanging that banner and conversely no
0: team that takes away the legitimacy more by not Hanging one, they don't have it's. You just you take one for the like the league has to do some of these things. Do they feel silly? Do they feel over the top? A little bit here and there, and they'll tweak it and they'll make it different. Like every you know a little bit different every year, and they'll find a happy medium and all these other things. But like for everybody who's freaking out over this, I I to me it reminds me of the anger and the 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 frustration and the the consternation over jersey patches. It's like, it would it, 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 if I could choose, would you put something up in the rafters for this? No, probably not. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, when you when you think particularly at, at the crypt of just the stuff that the Lakers have, like the the weightiness of all the things that are up there. I, you know, I, I probably wouldn't, but I also, you know, would I put jersey patches on? No, I don't. I don't. I don't love them. you know, the aesthetic of it and whatever. But you know how long it took me to get used to it—like a day, <laughs> three days. They'll raise the banner. People will make fun of them whenever they put it up. And I forget exactly. I don't even remember if they've announced a the date or whatever. Yeah, but, they have. It's going to be the uh, December eighteenth. Yeah, I was why it was coming up quickly. They're yes. going to get this thing over with. Um, also, and we'll, we'll get into this. There's a, there's a double meaning to this date, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be so. the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it it took five minutes to get used to the Jersey patch. And now, you know, at first it was Wish, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get some shopping done. And now it's Bibigo, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to stop in my my grocery freezer aisle because that stuff's delicious. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, 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 you get used to it, and you know what? You'll think it's silly maybe when you go into the crypt and you point up at the sky and be like, you know. Look, there's a banner for them. And then in four minutes, you'll forget that it's there and everybody can go on with their life. And the league's hope is, by the way, that in 10 years, you won't think it's silly
1: because the tournament has gained cachet. But there might be three or four listings for the Lakers in there, you know? And this, though, is how you start making the thing mean something, hopefully. You know, who knows? In 20 years, people may decide, you know what? It started out hot and then people decided they weren't that into it. And the league, quietly tries to make it go <laughs> <Somebody, away. laughs> Adam Silver goes and takes it down <laughs> right but like you know for the time being, if you are trying to do this, this is how also a couple of people pointed out to us on Twitter from Kobe Land at LeBrow Land. there's a Taylor Swift banner hung up in those rafters and we're complaining about this one um you know the Swift banner apparently has been taken down but the point is so oh, I has it? Also, uh,
0: I've been I' been guess in I didn't, a while I have not I've i
1: looked. I hadn't noticed one way or the other. And then uh, Brad Magsum, at Brad Magsum, <laughs> said to us, as long as we hang a banner showing the two meetings we got with LaMarcus Aldridge, I'm happy. It could be one banner with both meetings.
0: I actually heard that they, the, the the Dodgers used that pitch for uh, Shohei Otani. <laughs> it worked. They took the same script. So I, I we'll all get used to it, Andy. It'll, people will make jokes on the 18th. It'll be fine.
1: Who cares? Um,
0: you know what they are, Andy? They're jealous that they can't hang their own banner. What's well, I mean, to be honest, I guarantee they, these
1: fan bases would at least be happy if their team won it. Nobody's unhappy oh,
0: if it was any other team in the league other than the Lakers. Most fans wouldn't. Yeah, but take here's the, time the thing, though: the f- fun. Right, but I disagree. Actually, if most other teams.
1: Hang that banner. That to me is where the jokes write themselves. If the pacer is, oh, I agree this with you.
0: No, I agree with you, Andy. I'm just saying it. Th- a lot of the people are want to, you know, take a crack at the Lakers because, you know, a lot of the league likes know. to take cracks at the Lakers, fans and stuff like that. I don't blame them. Uh, the other half of the December we loan 18th, out day, the, we could loan out the IST banner. That's right. Some of those. <laughs> the teams. other half of the December 18th date and why it's significant, we'll tell you next.
1: Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Game Time, and when I was around 12, 13 years old, the police were on the synchronicity tour. It was a really difficult ticket to land, but at the time when I couldn't get them, I thought, no big deal. I'll just catch the next police tour, and it turned out they broke up right after that, and I learned that particular day... When it comes to a concert you want to see or any event you want to see that requires tickets, Carpe DM don't miss out. It's why I love Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy shows and theater near you. And with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop getting stressed out over the tickets, start getting hyped for the fun, they offer images of seat views, and the game time guarantee means you will always have the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row or less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets you, without the stress using game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA. For 20 bucks off, download game time today. Last minute tickets,
0: lowest price guaranteed. Locked on Lakers, also brought to you by Logix. So you know, in this show, you get a lot of in depth analysis and hot takes, right? Let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA and the surrounding areas right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big-time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans, with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out the lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logics. So visit your local Logics branch right here in L.A. and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X, banking.com, forward slash car.
1: Reminder, the Lakers play the Mavericks in Dallas tonight, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. No Kyrie and Dallas is dealing with other injuries, but Luka Doncic is always a one-man problem. Catch every Lakers game on the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Lakers.
0: Perhaps, I mean, like, I was, I'm with you, Andy. I was not surprised to see the news of the banner. Um, I I thought your explanation of it was rock solid, and that's exactly what would happen. And you were, were turned out to be correct. Um, The more surprising news of the day on Monday was that uh, Sham Sharania reported that the Lakers are expecting Gabe Vincent to play perhaps as early as December 18th. He is aiming for the 18th to not make his debut, but make his return. That, Andy, is significantly earlier than I had expected, not necessarily based on anything medically, just because I decided we would never see him again.
1: Well, (laughs) there is a history of... The cagier the Lakers are with updates, the worse it often they stop is. talking
0: about you. It's yeah, like,
1: ah, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and there was to some degree some doom casting going on with this, and we are not the only ones. But I, I can also say from masking around a little bit, I, I got no sense that people you know closer to the team than us really had an idea of when he was coming back. Maybe they've just done a very good job of keeping this. Close to the vest, but like the idea that you know, we had heard certain updates on Vando, we had heard certain updates on Rui, that sort of thing. There was not word one on Vincent, but um, this is actually very good news. Like the idea that even if it's not the 18th, that the Lakers could wrap up the 2023 year, fingers crossed, with all hands on deck and building that foundation for 2024 with a full roster, that's really significant.
0: Yeah, and it's one of these things where he's been out a while, and you know the injury is one that they're going to want to bring him along slowly and all this, and and so I wouldn't expect him to come back and play big minutes. I don't know if his in his return, Vincent will be playing exactly the role that in theory the Lakers would like him to build into, Um, But that said, you know, as a copy, I don't know what the role is. Like, that's – this is all really important stuff for the Lakers to be able to go through. It's like figure out what it looks like when they do have everybody available. For most of the season, there's always going to be one or two guys missing or whatever. But you got to know what it looks like when you have all of your pieces and when you have the options. and. You know, I don't know exactly where Gabe Vincent fits in, given how well they're playing and sort of the rhythm that they've figured out defensively um and all that. But I mean he fits in somewhere. I mean, I don't think he's he's Christian Wood at this point, but I am very curious to see what it looks like when he comes back.
1: Well, I mean, if nothing else, Gabe Vincent is a really defense first player. Um, you know, he is, I think, more of a score first point guard than a traditional table setting point guard but i think he's even more of a defense first guy than he is scoring first to begin with so in that sense he doesn't offer you know offers a i would say a little bit of offensive help but he doesn't offer the type of juice by himself that you would hope for just because it is in a lot of ways what this team could use right now but the flip side is if you are looking to double down and triple down on strengths I think Gabe Vincent can actually help you a lot there. And if this ultimately is the best version of the Lakers or just the version of the Lakers that they are most capable of being, Gabe Vincent does fit the profile. You know, he, he can be a very dogged point of attack defender. He's very smart in the way he approaches this stuff. You know, he's he's worked with, you know, he was developed in one of the best defensive systems in the league. I think
0: along those lines, he's going to fit in really well. It's it's funny though. I always I always laugh with with the Miami thing. Like, do you want guys that come from Miami, or is like to the minute like Miami guys leave that environment, like the, the magic dust of the Miami Heat disappears? I don't know. I think the culture the Lakers are building in LA has a lot of similarities to it. Um, I, I I the thing that I I, I find so fascinating about Vincent so much of, of Vincent's role is dictated in part by Russell and like how much defensive integrity he can because like we were expecting Vincent to potentially close a lot of games um because of Russell's defensive uh deficiencies he has been he being Russell has been much better much more conscientious on that side of the ball this year not perfect um but much more playable um, I think, down the stretch of games and stuff like that, yeah, not irreplaceable, great. but playable, but playable. And depending on what the Lakers need at any given moment, you know, Vincent wasn't shooting the ball well before he got hurt. i I'm fairly sure he's going to shoot better than seven percent for the rest of the year. You know, you think you can take that to the bank. but um it it's not <laughs> it's not a given like what the role looks like. It's another place where actually honestly cam reddish's kind of surprising breakthrough, shuffles up the rotation in ways that you didn't necessarily anticipate earlier in the year because he's suddenly a 30 minute a night guy, you know, and that's a player you didn't necessarily expect to play at all. Um, but I think you can file this undoubtedly in the first world problems, things that Darwin is looking forward to having to try to figure out. And if anything, if the Lakers can continue to play well and do all that, maybe it's a way to chip a minute or two here and there off of LeBron's minutes every night. Yeah. I mean, I think that's always the goal. The more
1: guys that you can put out there that can, you know, just, if not keep the team thriving when LeBron sits, just keep the thing from. Sinking in a you know like in a fiery wreck somehow in the ocean, um, it's just it's that <laughs> bad. It, it manages a little bit of a mixing metaphors a little bit, but that's okay. I, I'm I'm thinking of I don't know like, maybe like an oil tanker a catching on fire because fires sometimes happen. fires it, happen it, on the water, and, very and, dangerous, very and dangerous. Sometimes it frankly is that bad for the Lakers when LeBron sits. But like I, I was thinking about this in terms of where the minutes would come from and you know coming up after the break let me let me throw out a potential like a few different scenarios and you can tell me what feels most likely so we'll get into that coming up next Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and you can celebrate this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel America's number one sports book and right now new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet that's 5 bucks Bet a team, don't even worry about the spread. If you pick the right team, that's $150 bucks back in bonus bets. And You can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff. The app is really easy to use, all the options right there at your fingertips. And Lakers currently 18 to 1 to win the NBA championship. A little Ooh. IST respect coming their Ooh. way. LeBron is 100 to 1 for MVP. Anthony Davis, 75 to 1. He is also. to for Defensive Player of the Year, behind only Rudy Gobert, and your odds leader for Sixth Man of the Year, according to the folks at FanDuel, Austin Reeves at 2.7. We should spend a little
0: time on this on a show coming up, because uh, this is is also interesting to me. Yep, Austin Reeves,
1: 2.7-1. to So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Enjoy the NFL season. Enjoy sports with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Reminder, the Lakers play the Mavericks in Dallas tonight, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. No Kyrie, and Dallas is dealing with other injuries, but Luka Doncic is always a one-man problem. Catch every Lakers game on the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. All right, so I was thinking about this, Brian. In a lot of ways, looking for those Vincent minutes, as you said, the perfect world is maybe just find different ways to you know, configure this so it ultimately affects LeBron the most in a positive way. But beyond that, I think if it turns out that Rui and LeBron can give the Lakers what they need when 80 is sitting and you go relatively smaller, then Jackson Hayes, I think his minutes could turn out to be the starting point in terms of what's getting chopped because they're the least defined, I think, to begin with. Um, you know, he has a role in the rotation, but you know, whether it's one shift, two shifts, I think that can be fluid. Um, If Vincent's perimeter defense combined with the experience proves to be really important, maybe Max Christie starts seeing his time go down, although I really hope that's not the case.
0: Yeah, I hope not too.
1: And I suppose it could be reddish, but... I don't see why it would be right now.
0: No, I don't think I don't think Darwin's gonna do anything to mess with the reddish Vanderbilt dynamic that they've got going.
1: Nope. Other and, than maybe
0: Vando gets a few more minutes once he's built back up a little bit. Right. But that that to me is something they're gonna run through for 48 minutes with a little bit of Christie in there. Well, and I, I agree
1: they should. I think Torian Prince is an ideal guy to see some of his minutes go down. Yeah. He's averaging he's averaging nearly 30 on the season uh and that's his highest since 2020 and the second highest uh average of his career and look he's played better of late like he's over the last 10 games averaging 41% from 3 after a miserable start he's raised his season average now to nearly 36% so he's treading he's trending in the right direction but it, this is just a lot of minutes for prince period and like more yeah. than you'd necessarily want historically over his career so i think I think Jackson Hayes and Torian Prince could be maybe some common... Prince is going to keep playing. Let me make that clear. Torian Prince is going to keep playing. He's likely going to keep starting. But I think those could be the two guys where you look beyond LeBron, maybe to,
0: to carve out those minutes for Vincent. That makes sense. I I, I know... I think I think 30 is higher more than you want for Prince. I mean, so a lot of this, so much of this depends on the shooting. Like, you know, I mean, if Vincent comes in and shoots credibly, the, that's, you know, it's almost like every percentage that he's above 30%, you know, like 35% above, like earns him another two or three minutes on the floor. Because, you know, the spacing, you know, the Lakers have not conquered their offensive issues. They have not conquered their spacing spacing issues. And things like that. And that's why Russell's ability to potentially stay on the floor, you know, late matters, is because you know, you you have a real floor spacer there. I think that's why Torian Prince has been playing, is because you need to be able to space the floor a little bit and get some buckets down the stretch, even if he's not the one getting them, he's shooting much better now than he was earlier, and you have to honor the the capability. So if you take Russell off the floor for a guy whose three-pointer is not as well respected in Vincent, um, you know, there is the idea like you need to figure out where that spacing is going to come from. I think that's one of the things that is just sort of left on the on the to-do list right now for the Lakers is figuring out where can we maximize both of the things that we need to do? Score points and prevent them. Like what is that sweet spot where we get the best of both Both, Because there is a defensive lineup, Andy, that they could put out that could probably lock you down and, you know, average 62 points a game, but, you know, might hold the other team to 54. Um, There's another team the Lakers could put out that could probably average 150 a game, but let in 160. So finding that sweet. Spot. I don't know.
1: I, I'm actually not confident right now that that lineup <laughs> exists. Like I, you brought yeah. up a couple times, like the idea of trying to find the the lineup for the Lakers, like you know, like the best defensive lineup that doesn't sacrifice the offense. I guess sort of the perverse version of good news is. There may be no lineup where you're
0: sacrificing the offense for the Lakers right it's, now. It's 3 a.m. I'm at a cockfight. What am I clinging to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there,
1: there, there is an element of, okay. Darwin doesn't need to be that frightened.
0: Of no, it. that's fair. I mean, okay. Maybe there is an aversion. There definitely is a version of Lakers that could give up 160 points, but there may not be one right now. You know what? That can score. it makes you feel good, not that many versions. Yeah, no, You got to take, you got to take a lot of important people off the floor. Um, I just, I, I love this is the thing that I've been looking forward to all season long that I really felt that we've all been deprived of and we've started to get you know a a feel for it is like this is what makes regular seasons fun for teams with real aspirations is this process of building the thing and finding out what works in ways that you expect and what works in ways that you don't expect. Like Cam Reddish is a thing that maybe the coaching staff expected it, but I know I didn't. And I know a lot of observers of the Lakers didn't. And, you know, it's that fine line and it it drives fans crazy between, you know, pick a consistent rotation or why isn't this guy playing or what he did this and now he's not on the floor or what, you know, and all that. And, and looking for the combinations that work and, you know, it's, that's, that to me is the is why the the eighty two game regular season is interesting, yeah. Um, and the Lakers can finally knock on wood if they can keep everybody else on the floor, engage in this process in the most meaningful way. Starting what is the eighteenth? Is that would be Monday. Monday, right? It's still yeah. Monday. No, I just I mean like the holidays, man. They screw up everything. Like you know, people are in and out of school, and I know yeah, work and this and that. But yeah. So I'm I'm just excited by the whole thing. Yeah, no, it would be nice to. It would be nice to. We, the
1: Lakers, I think, are one of the few teams at this point who has not had one game with their full roster. Like, I, the Lakers probably aren't the only one, but I can't imagine there are that many no. that have not had their full
0: roster for at least one game. Um, before we go, I do want to make time to note the. Just another example of how seriously a they took the tournament, but also how much the Lakers and particularly D'Angelo Russell remember what happened last year against the Nuggets. Um, by now, most people have seen the back and forth and the trash talk with um, Russell and Bruce Brown, formerly of the Nuggets, now playing on Indiana. He was their big free agent signing, and D'Lo was you know when Brown picked up his second foul, he's you know go sit down, you know, calling for a sub, <laughs> like Rick for, for Carlisle and all that. <laughs> and you're just doing all this stuff and like really pointing out like, and he, he pointed out like this guy was talking trash constantly and had, and continued to talk trash and talk trash and talk trash. Bruce Brown for his part was like, okay, yeah, if I remember correctly, we won the conference finals against you and then a title. So shut up D'Angelo Russell. And that's fine. I that was exactly how I would respond too, but it, It gives you an idea of how much last year, I think, hurt Russell. Like on a kind of a personal and a pride-based level, really hurt him. Um, This idea that he can't play fourth quarters, this idea that he was the reason they lost that series and all that stuff. And I don't think he's overcompensating, but I do think what he's done is really focus on being as good as he can be at the stuff he's bad at and maximizing the stuff that he's good at. Yeah. Um, that, that to me is that swagger that he's got offensively, you know, the change of speeds and the confidence he's got moving the ball.
1: Yeah. His exact quote, um, he, Dan Wojciech from the LA Times reported, quote, he being Brown was talking bleep all year. Yeah. Talking bleep all year. For me, it was just showing it with my play. I don't have nothing to say to him. I'm a fan of him, to be honest. This was just all on the court. Got something to say? Show me on the court. Jokic ain't there next to you today. It's different. And, you know, like, D'Angelo Russell is a player that Laker fans are never going to ever want to get a sense is feeling too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's anybody on this team. So Andy.
0: They had, a lot of people have got December 15th circled on their calendar. as yes. the first day D'Angelo Russell yeah. can be traded. And
1: we've talked about this many times. D'Angelo Russell is a really bright guy. He's fully aware of this. He's talked openly about you know, the the give and take that led to his price point and also waiving his implied no trade clause. I think he wants to be here for what it's worth. I don't think D'Lo has offered any real reason to trade him. Doesn't mean he won't be, but his play has not merited being traded. I agree. He's but, played very well. Yeah, but as you point out, I think he is very aware of his perception around the league. To whatever degree the perception bothers him, I do think he was aware I needed to be better. And he is still an imperfect player, and he's always going to be an imperfect player, but I do think he's trying to be better at the things that he's weak at and, for what it's worth, too, when this team is fully activated defensively, he can operate in a way where he can be passable and occasionally he,
0: effective. He really mean five steals in the uh in the finals. Like he, that's good he, enough. It is. He really really wants to be able to play late in games and win a Uh which, which is, great. is great. Um locked on Lakers we didn't even mention Andy didn't even mention uh tonight's game. Uh, the Lakers in uh, Dallas taking on the Mavericks. No Kyrie expected for this one. So it's an opportunity for the Lakers to pick up another victory. Um, catch every game the of the hometown. Catch every minute, I should say, of the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. Uh, should be a good one. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go see the show, hang out with 22,000 subscribers and debate whether or not a banner should go up uh, at the Crypt. It doesn't matter what you think, whether just maybe talk about whether or not you like it. Uh, We will be back, of course, to talk about tonight's game and uh, recap it for you. We'll see everybody on Wednesday.